As Pastor Matt mentioned earlier, we are continuing our series. We're nearing the end, uh, week five of, of six weeks looking at different eras of our lives, the different stages of life that we face, and, and considering what God's grace looks like in each of those stages, and with the recognition that God's grace comes to us differently in each of those stages. Our, our needs, um, our, our, our expectations, um, the demands on us, and just the experience that we are with are all different. So God's grace comes to us differently in those eras, but there's still a central idea, a foundational idea that we want to make sure that, that all of us are able to grasp on a, diff, on a deeper level. D- no matter what era we are in, even though God's grace may come to us in different ways, there is one core foundational truth, and it's simply this, that God is faithful in every era. No matter the season, yeah, and, and we've seen that in the different eras. We, for those that are new or guests here have not been here, we, we began with the adventure era, the, the younger era when you're just setting out to, to discover who you are and what, who you want to be and what you want to do. We looked at the domestic era when we start building our lives in the early parts of our career and perhaps raising a family, or the striving era in the middle of our career or raising kids and, 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 and going through the, just the grind of life and, and seeking to, um, and to deal with some of those challenges. And last week we looked at the crisis moment, things that can happen any time of life, but we kind of particularly look at, you know, what often leads to things like midlife crises. Well, it looks different no matter what it is, but God is faithful as we found in each of those eras. And the scripture verse that kind of serves as a foundation, as, a, as an anchor for us, we have this, this truth that God is faithful in every era, and, and that comes to us in a variety of ways, but a way for us to, to come back to each and every week uh, comes to us from Psalm 37. And, and each week we've uh, encouraged you to kind of uh, uh, remember this passage, to, to memorize it to heart. And so I invite you right now to, to join me in speaking this verse together. I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. As we've hinted at already, and as you may know, the, today we're talking about a season in life that uh, maybe many of us are looking forward to, uh, can't wait to experience. It's the, it's the stage when it's most likely our, our kids are out of the house, um, if not for the first time, maybe even the second time around, as uh, may happen these days. Uh, maybe a few grandkids have come along. Uh, but really what it comes down to, it's a stage marked by this transition out of uh, the striving era where you're winding down your career and, and, and years of working full time. It's the enjoyment era, in, enjoying the fruits of your labor, the, the fruits of your work, the gifts of God, which and sometimes we can broadly describe as retirement, or others might call the golden years, still young enough to be active, to be, um, to, to be able to do things, to even still work, but you're able to just enjoy a smaller, uh, reduced role in that. So one of the things that we found to be a, a, a good way to kind of begin introducing each topic each week is to, to reflect on how the culture uh, 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 views each of these eras, and maybe even how different generations view a particular era. And the way that we've been highlighting those peculiarities, the, the uniqueness of each generation, is through memes. And so I will not disappoint you in sharing a few of those that help us get started this morning. 
The first one here, uh, the first one I'll show you here is one, is what, what I think um, one, one might do uh, or consider doing um, with their free time. I can't wait to retire so I can get up at six in the morning and go drive around really slow and make everybody late for work. Is that anyone here? I got a few uh, suspects that are in this camp, but I won't call you out. The second one here is um, really kind of pokes a little bit of fun at a rising trend that we have in our culture, and I I, I hinted at it already, but uh, it says here, sold the house and bought an RV. Kids can't move back home if they can't find it. Is that anyone, that, that ring true for anyone? And, and then finally, uh, as we've done also, we've kind of looked at the way different, uh, r- different um, generations might view the, the eras or, or looking ahead. And um, so this one might be for, you know, for people like me, my generation's view of retirement. It's part of a, a hashtag that um, occasionally pops up in popularity, but it's my millennial retirement plans. <laughs> Live in a van down by the river. But wherever it is that we are, for, um, we're, we're all at different, um, not only different eras, but our relation to those eras are, are all different. So for, for many of us here, retirement is still far ahead. The, the enjoyment era is something that is, is a dream, something that we uh, may be working towards or aspiring to, but, um, and, and I'm certainly in that camp. In fact, um, it's, it, it's, no, uh, it's not lost on me that of all the, uh, the pastoral staff, um, the one to speak about retirement and the enjoyment era is, is the one who has the longest to go until that time, you know? So I, I'm nowhere near there, and, 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 and I fully admit that, right? Like, um, and so I don't fully face some of those challenges, but, but it's something that we, we all in some way are kind of looking ahead towards. And, and, but for me, I see so much in between. Um, even if I begin to start looking up that far in advance, there's a lot in between. I've got um, two little boys. I've got a third on the way um, that can be born any, any minute now. Um, uh, Ash, we, we want to go for four? Okay. Um, no? Okay. Um, she's, she's, she's giving the thumbs down. Um, but, but that life ahead, and, and as you know, I'm a vicar here. I'm an intern. I'm entering into a new field. I've got a whole new uh, career in, in the opportunities that God has for me to, to really use uh, my, my, my gifts and, and my energy and my and youth um, towards towards some incredible things. And so that's still far down the road for me, but I see a lot of people who are, who are thriving in this era. I, I, think of, I think of my parents, who, who I often describe as just living their best life, doing things that I never imagined that they, that they would do, that they, that they are now living um, as part of their lives. And, and there's times where it just doesn't, like, I don't get it. Um, or, or, but it's just them doing their thing. Two weeks ago, I was walking back from Slowpoke's coffee shop with, with Pastor Matt, and, um, and I see my parents' car pulling out of the driveway. Mind you, they live in Austin, um, and I had no idea they were here. But they're leaving, and they were just like, and I happened to run into them. I was like, what are y'all doing here? I said, oh, well, we, you know Calvin left his monkey, his stuffed monkey at Christmas. Uh, we decided to come drop it off. We have some doctor's appointments, and then, and then we're going to jet out of here to drive to Florida. But we thought we would come drop the monkey off. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not going to give me a heads up? He's like, oh, we sent you a text. And it was like 30 minutes notice, right? <laughs> and I'm like, 
okay, but that, that, that <laughs> they're living their best life. I mean, they, and, and they, you know, they love nothing more than just to go to, to Disney World and, and, and eat Mickey Mouse ice cream, you know, on a stick. Um, and that's, that's an enjoyment for, for them. And there's other ways in which, you know, we look and enjoy the gifts of God. But, but there's also others of us that may be on the verge or on that transition time of retirement. You might be in, in the last months or, or a year of, of entering and transitioning into retirement, or you're still kind of have just made that transition. And that's a particular part of the striving, or excuse me, the enjoyment era as well. Uh, it comes with its own immediate joys of being able to, to be free some, from full-time work and, and maybe have some um, f- fun things to do or things to, to do that you were not able to do before. But what I've also found is that this transition can also have a lot of challenges. The transition poses these challenges. Certainly there are the financial concerns. Have I, have I saved enough to live on my pension and savings and social security? Do I need to go back to part-time work or do I need to scale back or can I go full-time retired? There's also the reality that some people struggle with of the, the loss of, of professional relationships, the, the interactions, the, the collegiality of, of working with clients and coworkers, uh, students, whatever it is that you feel that it is in, in the networks that you're a part of, that, that, that sudden break um, can be jarring, can be challenging. It can lead to feelings of brokenness, or excuse me, boredom and, and loneliness. And even with that transition, there's also just an end of, of, of feeling like I'm, that one is being productive, this, this season of ending in productivity, asking the question of what do I do now? This is especially true if you do um, completely break away and not any type of transition into part-time work. One can ask, what can I contribute? There's only so many projects I can do around the house. These transitions in this, to this era can bring its challenges along with the joys of enjoying uh, the fruits of our labor and the gifts that God gives us. And we already heard from Psalm 92 kind of gives us some foundation, some answers, and some things for us to consider um, how God would, would speak to some of those challenges, how God does address and speak to some of those challenges. The reminder, and this is going to be one of, of several passages, that there is, there is a place and a purpose for those who are in their enjoyment era, that the, that, that the world may have less needs for them in terms of their gifts, their, 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 their skills, but that God has a... a has a way of still using people no matter what era they are in. There's a place and a purpose for God's work. As we saw in the passage, they're able to bear fruit, remain healthy and fresh despite their age, to remember and to recognize that God can and does work through people in every era, particularly those who are older. And this can be, especially becomes apparent when we consider the, the various ways throughout the scriptures um, that God has used older people for his work. Okay, there's several of them, but I'll give you just a handful. First of all, Moses and Aaron. Uh, Moses being the one chosen by God to lead the people of Israel out of slavery um, from Egypt and, and eventually on towards the promised land for them. And, and that call comes to Moses when he's he's old. He's 80. Quite a big task for God to call upon him to do, and yet God does so. His brother Aaron is, is, is at that same age assisting with him. 
There's also Joshua and Caleb, the, the next generation after the Israelites had, had, had worked, wandered through the desert for 40 years and, and they're on the verge of entering into the promised land. Joshua is the one tasked with leading them on the conquest into this land. And Joshua, he's, he's up there in age as well. He is 80. Caleb is also around that age assisting him leading these conquests. There's a story of Daniel, Daniel the prophet, uh, who's, who's made governor in, in, a, in a land that's not his own while he's up there in age as well. In fact, it's likely that when he was thrown into the den of lions to, to be a witness to God in this incredible uh, witness of, of God's faithfulness and, and of the, um, being, being steadfast to God, he's in his 80s when he's thrown in the den of lions. Late 70s, 80s. Looking at the New Testament, there's Simeon and Anna, two elderly people who bore witness to the newborn Jesus when, when Jesus was presented to the temple as a newborn. Anna was, was up there in age, having served God with fastings and prayers night and day, praying for God's people. The Apostle Paul, he refers to himself in, in, uh, in Philemon as an old man during a time when he's writing letters during uh, his time in prison. And even after he leaves prison, he continues to encourage and travel and help bring about uh, young leaders to lead the church in the times when the church was still young. And the point here is to simply to illustrate what I've said already is that God works through those in their golden years so that they still bear fruit. And it's this reminder that God is not, he's not done with you. In, in, in so many ways, in, in blessing you, in forgiving you, in equipping you, in strengthening you, but also in doing his work through you. And so for those who are in this era, as you consider life um, during retirement, uh, the, the various ways in which you'll engage with uh, and what your relationships will look like, whether it be family or whether there are some ways that you can still contribute your, your career skills and experiences in some way or, or what that looks like in the church, you can approach it knowing that God continues to be faithful to you. It's been our echo, I know, but, but what I love is that the, the, this isn't just a blanket statement that we find in the scriptures, but that the scriptures directly speak to people in different eras of their life. We, we've seen it already in, psalm, uh, in the psalm that we read, but also consider this in psalm, uh, excuse me, Isaiah 46, when God is speaking to the Israelites, the descendants of Jacob, in a time when they are in captivity, God says this, I've carried you since your birth. I've taken care of you from the time you were born. Even when you're old, I'll take care of you. Even when your hair turns gray, I'll support you. I made you and will continue to care for you. I'll support you and save you. One of the things that I hope that we can get a better understanding of is that for, if you're in your enjoyment era, whether that is part, you know, maybe you're part-time working, whatever that is, you're in this era. You are in a unique position to, to understand the, um, and grasp the faithfulness of God. And you know it more than most because throughout your entire life, you've had God filling you with his gifts in, in a period far longer than he has for, for me or for many of us here. You more than most have experienced the gratitude that comes from God blessing you again and again un unceasingly throughout your life. 
whether it's for your daily needs, but also the, the gifts of family, of friends, uh, maybe children, of, of, of movement and advancement throughout your career, and even the failures that led to a whole new uh, change in direction in your life that you now see as being a, a blessing. Uh, the community that you're surrounded with, the church that you're a part of. God blessing you in in so many ways and you see God's gracious hand at work more and more, becomes more and more apparent. And you more than most have experienced God leading you through the the challenging times of life. We we face it, all all of us in one way or another, but, but you have faced those challenges and seen God leading you through it, be it sickness, unexpected uh, loss um, or tragedy. The, the economic downturns, you've been, through, you've been through these cycles over and over. Maybe it's the marital ruts, the sleepless nights, layoffs. As we talked about last week, the, the crises, the midlife crises that we face. And yet you've learned through those things that comes through repetition that we need to be uh, taught this over and over again. You've learned to become more dependent and reliant upon your need for Jesus. So God's mighty hand through those things becomes more and more apparent. If you're in your enjoyment area, you more than most have experienced the the incomparable joy of freedom when you have heard at the countless times that you have heard and received and tasted the forgiveness of God which Jesus has won and purchased for you on the cross. You've heard those, those words, you've received it far more times than, than many and most of us. And so God's merciful hand becomes more and more apparent to you. And all this time, Jesus is revealing to you over and over and over again his care, his support, his salvation to you. And so I would, I, I would, I would make the point and, and argue that all these serve a purpose for you in your enjoyment era that it can be a time to thrive, knowing that all the ways which he has been faithful to you, the way, though all the ways in which he's been filling you with his gifts, you are in a unique position to use those gifts in a new but meaningful ways, to bear fruit in old age, as, as God says. So for Christians, for, for, for those of you in this era, re- retirement um, often is an opportunity to, to free you up for, for, yes, a lot of wonderful ways to enjoy God's gifts, um, to enjoy the, the time that you have, to enjoy pursuits that you've not been able to do before, to enjoy time with family, to, to invest in your, your kids and your grandkids, to, to give back to your community and to, to do that in various ways, however you see fit. But for Christians, it also frees you up more than you have before to be fruitful, to be used by God to proclaim and to share the gospel. And and you have a unique set of of gifts, talents, wisdom, and experience, and and most importantly, that is um, far more than than many of us here, a maturity in the faith is a unique and irreplaceable blessing for the church. The church needs your maturity, your experience, your wisdom in the faith. And so might I offer for for you as you might consider ways to to bless the next generation, a few few ways where you can be fruitful as part of God's church 
here. Uh, the first one many of you do already, and it's, it's straightforward, it's pretty obvious. It's, it's simply to serve the next generation. To, and many of you do that here. We have, we have elders and leaders and, and volunteers that serve either on Sunday morning or behind the scenes in various ministries. That's an incredible blessing. And, and you bring your wisdom, you bring your time, um, your energy to those things. The second is, we saw this with Anna and Simeon, is to, is to intercede on behalf of the next generation. That they were there in their old, uh, older years uh, praying and fasting on behalf of God's people. And I'm so thankful for the many people that make that a part of their life, that, that grow in that discipline to pray for, for me and to pray for you to intercede, to go before God, because, because you've experienced the power of God um, to, in the need to rely on Him and to call upon His name um, in, in so many wonderful ways. Another way might be to, to mentor the next generation, to help teach, to help guide the next generation in the church. Uh, my, my first year in ministry, I, I'm so thankful when I was just out of college, um, I had a, a, an older retired gentleman uh, named Don who uh, would, took me under his wing and, and mentored me. He was a volunteer in our confirmation program. After each and every confirmation class, uh, he would say, John, come join me at Chili's. We need to go wash down the trail dust. <laughs> and what he did. Um, and it was a time for him to, to pour into me and, and to spend time to invest in me. And I have been incredibly and forever grateful for that. What would that look like for you? Some of you were part of Pastor James Bible study where we looked at that, the, the mentorship between Paul and Timothy. And, and it was basically to say, um, to make the point to argue is that this is needed in our church. It's needed as part of any church, as part of God's people. And finally, we see this in Psalm 71, but the final way is to simply share God's goodness with the next generation. Psalm 71 says this, Oh God, you have taught me ever since I was young, and I still talk about the miracles you have done. Even when I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me live to tell the people of this age what your strength has accomplished, to tell about your power to all who will come. Many examples of this, even just during this series, of people reinforcing the, the, some of these core truths that we've been exploring and how they've come to learn and grow and appreciate that, the time and time again of, of experience that and, 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 and slowly growing in, um, in, in trusting God. And, and some of you have shared that with me even over the last few weeks. And so we, for those who are not part of this era, can also be a blessing as we see the need for, um, for people to be a part of, of God's church and to recognize and know that, that God is active in, in, uh, in having fruit bore through people of all eras, of all generations, we can be an encouragement to recognize and to welcome, to receive, and to ask for their wisdom, their experience, the perspectives that they have, and to see them as incredibly valuable. They hold on to these timeless truths of life that we can learn and grow from. And so for those in, to close out, for those of you in your uh, enjoyment era, I, I praise God for you. I thank God for you, for your leadership, your generosity, your example, your maturity in the faith. And, and, and I pray and ask that you, uh, um, you would continue to, to thrive in this enjoyment era 
Enjoy some time of rest. Enjoy some pursuit of things you've always wanted to do or, and, and to continue those things, to enjoy the gifts and the blessings of God, but also to rejoice in the fruitfulness you bear in old, way, in old age, in which God is working right now in and through you to do his incredible and great work of letting people come to know the, uh, of the, the love and the mercy and the forgiveness that we have in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.